Welcome to Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. I'm your host, Chaplain Gray. This ministry has three parts. First, as a credentialed chaplain by the International Fellowship of Chaplains, I seek to serve in my community and to those connected via the IFOC. I serve as the South Carolina Virtual Team Leader for those chaplains in our state who are members of IFOC. Secondly, I serve currently as volunteer chaplain for our local sheriff's department. Employees of the department are my primary focus. Lastly, this podcast is a way to serve our broader community, and I hope you will subscribe and follow along as this program continues to unfold. Today, I want to give encouragement. There are many people listening who are spiritual sowers. You teach and lead others. You are persons with influence. Jesus taught a parable in Mark chapter 4. The first nine chapters or so uh, were the parable, and then he broke it down for the disciples in verses 14 to 20. There's a large crowd that hears this story or parable by Jesus. This audience can really relate to the topic because in that place and time, it was very much an agrarian society. Jesus talked about productivity and how it could be 30, 60, or even 100 times As much as had been planted, everyone was paying attention. Yes, this is the parable of the four soils. Even before you read on, you probably can conclude that God's word is the seed, and the soils are those that hear the message. In verses 14 to 20, Jesus breaks it down. He made it very clear in verse 14 that the sowers plant seeds by taking God's word to others. The seeds are the word of God. Next, we get the explanation of each type of soil. For instance, in verse 15, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. This hard ground is like a path. You know, in that society, the farmer would would walk many miles to distribute his seed. And even though he's got some target area for the seed, there would be a lot of seed on this path where people would trample over a period of time. He tells us that some people have such hardened hearts that the truth doesn't even penetrate. Now we hear of another type of soil in verses 16 and 17. This is the seed that falls on that rocky soil. And that represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But this doesn't last long because You see, they don't have 
deep roots. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are the least bit persecuted for believing God's word. This seed can't and doesn't take root. There's not much nourishment. And as you would expect, the seed withers, dries out, and dies. There are people who sometimes get excited at the word. They find joy, and they're very receptive, yet they quickly forget, or they ignore the truth when confronted with pressure or difficult circumstances. I've worked at youth events for many years. It's fairly common for speakers and musicians to create this great environment, and then someone stands and has an altar call, and many youth respond. They will seem really excited about the message and be ready to declare themselves as born again. Yet the reality is, without good follow-up to those mountaintop experiences, it's like the rocky soil. When the peer pressure mounts, circumstances get a little hairy, well, these youths will often fall by the wayside. This can happen to any of us. We need nourishment and constant care. Let me read a little bit from the Amplified Bible now and take advantage of some of the in-text enhancements of the Amplified Bible. We're going to pick up with the third type of soil in verses 18 and 19. This is God's Word. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries and cares of the world, that is the distractions of this age with its worldly pleasures, and the deceitfulness and the false security or glamour of wealth or fame, and the passionate desires for all the other things creep in and choke out the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You see, the lazy farmer might only cut the top of the weeds away. And this weed is allowed to remain and continue to rob the plant of the nutrients it needs. This soil is so full of thorns. Did you hear what those thorns are? Jesus detailed it the worries and cares of the world, deceitfulness of wealth, passionate desires for all the other things. Are these pesky weeds always obvious? No, sometimes they aren't. We must be on guard because they can pop up and take over rapidly. Plus, as sowers, we may not even realize that thorns are present. Let's look at the list again. The worries and cares of the world, deceitfulness of wealth, passionate desires for all the other things. What happens when the weed, when the thorns take over? 
the seed becomes unfruitful. <laughs> what kind of soil does it take? Jesus talks about it in verse 20. Reading again, And those in the last group are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil. And they hear the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation, and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred times as much as was sown. The seeds need fertilizer and nutrients. Those who hear the word and put their trust completely in Jesus will bear fruit. I enjoy reading John Maxwell. He's an accomplished author, speaker, and at one point in time, a preacher. He points out these things. One, the sower is a person of influence, a leader, anyone who declares God's word. You are a sower. And I know there's listeners out there that are sowers of the word. A lot of seed must be scattered to produce a crop. Please remember this. Please remember this. Number three, not all soils produce, but we cannot reap if we do not sow. Say that with me. We cannot reap if we do not sow. And lastly, we must believe in the seed we sow, knowing that some will produce fruit. We also realize that true growth takes time. People will produce different kinds of fruit. But allow God's truth to mature with you. Then the result will be kingdom fruit. True salvation is done by God. We should not feel like we are alone or responsible to make the fruit. We can take care of the soil, the heart, making sure it is in good condition by reading, studying God's word, praying and fasting. Use this parable as encouragement. Yes, we can sow good seed, and yet we don't always see the seed sprout. Some who hear the word don't understand it. That's because they aren't ready for God's truth. I've seen many children in swim lessons and youth sports over the years. Some just aren't ready yet. They will eventually have the muscle development and the maturity and socialization skills for such activities. It's not always when we as parents want it to be. Remember, true salvation is done by God. He will reveal the truth to those who will respond by making the total commitment. I'm going to borrow a phrase from my wife here. We need to pack our patience and continue to use every opportunity to tell the good news. We can also pray that the Holy Spirit will open those people in our paths, minds, and their hearts. This parable really says to us, go ahead, do your work, sow the seed, leave the rest to God. The harvest is sure.
Thank you again for joining us today on Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries. Please return each week for a new episode. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can easily find us. Remember, His steadfast love endures forever. Until next time, this is Chaplain Bratton.